millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The breakfast stampede meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. First of all, congratulations, and I just would love to know, this is your first film in five years. Uh, what inspired you to do this story, and why the 18th century? What inspired me to do this story that it hadn't been told yet, mostly, and what inspired me was to be inspiring, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and why the 18th century? Well, I wanted to to talk about, uh, to show women artists at work and to talk about the art of portrayal. And uh, the 18th century was all about the art of portrayal. And it was also a specific moment in art history where there was a, um, a lot of female painters, hundreds of them throughout Europe, um, and especially in France. Um, and it's a reality that I was ignorant of because they were erased from art history. Um, so it felt right to... To, to, to write the film at that specific moment. So, so I understand you wrote, wrote the part of Heloise in, with Adele in mind. Like, what uh, was that like to write a part specifically for, for you? What did you think when you first read the screenplay? When I first read the screenplay, I thought, this is a great script. And I was right, because it won Best Screenplay in Cannes. So <laughs> I felt, oh, okay. No, I must say, uh, Celine and I have a long time, term, time, collaboration and relationships so obviously this film is very particular for me i thought this is uh, to me when i when i and when i finished the script i thought this is a great sign of confidence that Celine of what of trust sorry <laughs> she's <laughs> telling me everything i should say you know i'm kind of a muppet so um, <laughs> but you trust no. me <laughs> I choose it. No, um, and I was very happy that we'd, we would collaborate again. So I started to think of my own like secret program for the characters. No, and what was your first take on the screenplay, especially because you know Marion is in every scene of the movie? My first impression uh, was not only about Marion; it was really about what I just read. Is as Celine say is wow, this is something I uh, never read, something that, uh, stories that I've been missing, images that I never seen, like, you know, this sex scene, the abortions scenes. It's something that I, have, I haven't been told. And this power of this love story also was already, like, so much alive in this screenplay, like, in the script all the details, it was like a huge promise. And I was so exciting when I first read it. And when I first uh, uh, get a, an approach with Marianne, uh, I felt she was so alive already. She was so modern. Uh, and so I was excited to, to meet her for an audition. You know, this is a love story that's told step by step. It is a slow build. Like you're falling in love with them while we are falling in love with them. So what was the challenge to really capture that heart and that authenticity, the realness of it? It's believing in the fact that you have to be patient, um, believing in delay, believing in the tools of cinema, believing also um, in that pace and the fact that you will, you will speak that language and, and, and live that rhythm. And it's um, and so it's also sticking to the program radically on each step because I wrote this very patient, uh, slow burning story and rise of desire, but then when you shoot it, you you also have to be patient. You have to resist the strong chemistry that was there. Sure. Uh, you have to, like for instance, I knew that they wouldn't smile at each other before an hour and twenty minutes, <laughs> and you have to resist the fact that you could, you know, try to make them smile before 
And everybody's kind of telling you, oh, they're kind of moody. They could smile at each other. <laughs> and it's about, no. Yeah, but maybe you could use it in the editing room. Yeah, but and no. And, and <laughs> so it's mostly about resisting. And I think, you know, it's, it's how we feel when we fall in love. We patiently uh, hope that it's mutual. We, 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 it's building patiently, but inside we are so impatient. When you have a story like this, you know, the chemistry is so important. Without the chemistry, you, you don't have a film, especially a love story. So what was it like the first time the two of you met? And when did you, when did you realize that you, were, you, had, you had it, you know, that you had that chemistry? You know, we met during the casting process because uh, I, Noemi would be, uh, she was auditioned uh, a bit uh, I was I didn't go through the, the audition, but Naomi uh, would. And well, when we first met, I think it was a nice encounter. So this is easy. <laughs> no, anyway, so ju it's just a matter. I think the way that we play is really is, has really much to do with music, and is about like it's all what Celine just described about uh, about being patient is also for us as actors to just really look at one another and not being afraid of the silence and just leaving the room for the other to play. So it's, it's all a matter of like a melody that we would compose together. And I think uh, we are a different instrument, but I think we, we work well together. Working together was a real pleasure and also very difficult. And I mean, difficult in a good way, you know, because we were looking for something, something very precise, but it was... Um, well, I'm not getting lost now. So, <laughs> so the first time I met Adele was at this audition. And the first thing I remember that I was really sc scary because I, I, I knew who sc scared. Uh, I know that she was a really intense uh, actress that I admire uh, a lot. And I was like, how, how is she in real life? Because you can be always surprised. And uh, I, it was a good surprise because she came and it was jump she was jumping she was jumping towards me like hello <laughs> and i'm adele and it was so like easy and so then i felt like okay it's this this work uh with adele and celine it's going to be easy going to be uh, like a safe zone and um and that was like that during the whole process of shooting and we didn't rehearse at all together with Adele. We built this relation, this collaboration between uh, Eloise and Marianne, uh, the same as we built our, our collaboration together. And we were all the time surprised uh, how the other one would uh, send the lines, send the gaze, send the breathings. And, you know, we, we love to work, I think, and love to have fun too. So it was, <laughs> it was a good mix. You know, this movie is about many things. I mean, it's a love story. And it's a, it's a beautiful love story by, by any measure. It's a great love story, period. And, you know, it is also a movie about sexual awakening. So there's something very modern about the way this movie plays out, regardless of it being in the 18th century. It feels radical and current for today. Was that uh, an overt choice to direct it that way or did it just sort of come naturally? Well, 
I didn't want the movie, the movie to be anachronistic at all. I worked really, really hard, documented myself really hard, worked also with um, sociologists of the arts, specialists of this specific period. Um, and everything is historically accurate. Um, and I think, you know, the project was to give back them, their bodies, the rush of blood um, to this woman from the past, to give back the, their presence. And I think it's not, it's, I didn't want to wink at the present uh, from the past, you know? Um, so I didn't want it to be modern. I just wanted to, give, to make them alive. Uh, in terms of the rehearsal, the preparation, did you did you spend a lot of time together before the film started? So you like you know get to know each other a little, or no. or not? Not at all. No, no, no. Why? As Noemi said, we met. Uh, we didn't rehearse together, but it doesn't mean that we didn't work separately. So basically, it's easy. Just that you get to learn your lines, but uh, really in a. I mean, perfectly, so you'll be free after to compose a new melody to also destroy what should be obvious in your line. There's a way, there's always creativity in the fact that you would change the meaning of the line what, because you change the way of saying it. From my perspective, I worked more around also an intellectual idea or artistical uh, uh, idea that would be, I, I wanted to build a character that would portray the journey between between being an object to being a subject. So this was my idea from the beginning of uh, my secret plan, in a way, from the beginning, <laughs> from the beginning of uh, of the shooting. So this was the the thing I tried to to create, um, to include to my acting this this journey that would involve the, uh, a slide in the way of acting from from the beginning to the end of the, of the movie. It's kind of an inside dolly movement that I tried to portray. So. Uh, no, Amy, what was it like, the, the preparation that you did, especially in terms of the choreography of a painter? Yeah, that, w that was uh, a, a, a big part of the preparation, was uh, working with, uh, before the shooting, working with Hélène Delmer, who is the person who is uh, in real uh, painting, the paintings that you see in the movie. I'm sorry, it's not me. I wish, but I did more like portraits of uh, Eloise, uh, more like Bacon or uh, Picasso, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Even more because I'm uh, left-handed and Hélène is right-handed, so it was really dis destroyed. <laughs> uh, but um, no, what I did is observe a lot Hélène before the shooting and try to catch the gaze of the painter, uh, the gaze of the artist, be because I kind of made a mix of Hélène's gaze and Céline's gaze, because I think a painter, as all artists, has this particular gaze, which is really concentrated gaze, really mystic also, uh, which is a mix of looking and observe the details, the contrast, the... Uh, for a painter, and also have a more global vision of what you do and what you want to share. Um, and I, I, I was really trying to catch this. Uh, and then there is all the technique and the gesture and the rhythm of the the painter uh, between the model and the canvas. And you know, it's three steps back, three three steps towards the canvas. This kind of the dance of the painter that I was trying to catch also. So when I saw the film Atelier, and I, I met you there. Um, 
So after I saw the film there, I was going online, I was doing some research about the film. And I think it was at the press conference at Cannes. You mentioned that this is a love story with equality. And that really, like, kind of got to me. What did you mean by that? What do you elaborate on that? Because it was such a beautiful description of this movie. Yeah, the, the movie is trying to depart globally from the narrative of conflict uh, and, and the dramaturgy of conflict and wanted to, as it's a story between, love story between two women, and that is something that, it, that wouldn't have happened if it was a woman and a man. There is no gender domination. Uh, but there is also, we decided not to put any intellectual domination, and even though it's uh, a relationship between also a model and an artist, and you know, usually we portrait this with the kind of power dynamic. Um, and we also decide, I mean, I, because I wrote it by myself, decided not to uh, also push the buttons of a social hierarchy. Um, so we have uh, a love dialogue and a creative dialogue that doesn't rely on the dynamic uh, of the, on the usual power dynamic that we used to, which is the dynamic of conflict. Um, it's also the case for the erotic scenes. They are not uh, based on the eroticism of, eroticism of conflict. Um, what happens when you do that? I mean, it's politically new, so it's new imaginary, so it's interesting. But also new, it brings new tension in the room, um, new emotional journey for you, because it's full of surprise. That's why lies inequality in fiction, and I think also in life, it's that it's full of surprise. You don't know what to expect, because usually we used to see films where um, the scenes are about bargaining. It's a good bargain. That's how we're told to write scenes. You know, somebody wants something, the other one wants something else, and in the end, you will end up, you know, you will end up give, handing the thing. Um, so, yeah, that's what quality is in the film. Uh, you, know, you talk about the, the love scenes being erotic, but they're restrained. You know, like any kind of love story, whether, you know, American foreign, uh, uh, regardless of gender, you know, the love scenes really, you know, it's, they're very, very filled with passion and they, they go at it and they're, they're so choreographed where it just, you don't buy it. But this was very intimate and authentic. And again, I mean, it was erotic, but there was a tremendous amount of restraint to the intimacy. And, you know, what was it like to, to film, to really capture the intimacy between the two of you, to really feel it? Uh, for me, I think this scene embodies a lot of the program of the movie uh, regarding quality. And I must say that as an actress, I've been like uh, confronted to like sex scene uh, like in some other movies, and it's always the same. It's always very like the moment where you feel the most uncomfortable on set ever because everyone is running with bath suit and stuff. So because you don't have to stay naked anyway. But uh, the problem is that most of the time, the director have lack of ideas. They are just like doing sex, like uh, sacralized stuff. They forget about humor. They forget about imagination and about ideas, which is not what we miss in this case. In this case, we have an idea that is uh, also fun. That is this real penetration of an armpit with a finger. So to me, it sheltered me from everything because I'm not like alone uh, like uh, gesturing with my body uh, in the frame, you know? It's just like Celine has an idea that would protect Noemi and I from being too naked in a way. So this is what collaboration is, you know? Then 
when you feel that you're not alone, you can, there's really much thing you can do. And also, I like the fact that it invents new images. That is, that is something that is needed and also just simply joyful. Where did you find this place to film this? As you mean... Uh, the location. Oh, I thought the sex scene. No, no, the, yeah, the, the, well, <laughs> the, the whole movie, <laughs> where did you find the location? <laughs> We're going to only talk about the sex, the sex scene. Um, I'm actually going bigger than that. I'm going for the whole <laughs> island, you know, so, yeah. beach. <laughs> the whole, um, all the exteriors are shot in Brittany. Uh, it was a night day shooting. It was the first week of shooting. And then the castle um, is set as, every, I mean, all my, all my film as, as are shoot in the Parisian periphery, Parisian banlieue, um, and the castle is yeah, 50 kilometers from Paris. We've been hunting for castle, and mostly you visit places where people get married or places where people have shot already a lot of uh, period pieces and there's like, yeah, I mean, you, you, you feel it's kind of fake, but we found this... There was a city hall in this very, very uh, small town, um, and part of the castle was the city hall, and there was a whole part that was untouched for, I mean, I think 150 years. So basically, you walked in this place, and there was this blue color on the wall that was just perfect. And that's the paradox, because my film, my previous film, there were all kind of studio. You know, there never was a fourth wall. Uh, it was teenage, teenage girls' room, but there was a lot of intervention. And it's actually, it's a period piece, but it's actually my film where, where there was less intervention on the, regarding the set design. Now, I mean, what makes Celine a great actor's director? I think it's the fact that first she creates an environment. The fact that she creates this environment of kindness, respect, collaboration, this, you know, horizontal gaze from the beginning to the, uh, in the audition until the shooting until now makes you capable to propose and to um, surprise, surprise yourself as an actor and surprise her too. And because there is a, a, a circle of fluids uh, and as she says, uh, it's all about collaboration, it's about no, con no conflict, uh, not the actor is uh, has to fit as an object, has to fit in the vision of the direction. It's, it's more consentment, and so, as she say, full of surprises and full of proposition. I think that's what makes, makes her a, a, a good director. The last scene. I'm sure you get asked this all the time. And I never answer. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? How, first of all, how, how many times did you shoot it? And what was it like for you to film that? Did, was the music playing while you were filming it so you could react to it? Tell us about how you filmed that very last scene. Well, it's kind of a secret. <laughs> now we did uh, only three takes. But just one or two were sharp because we had like a big problem of technical problem because there are very few lights and anyway the focus is very hard to do in this scene so I had to be very to be very focused myself uh, all day long so we could like so when it when the three minutes are there you you have to be there I think I prefer not to say what was happening while we were shooting this scene just because it belongs to you. Yeah. <laughs>
Why no score? Uh, well, it's a decision that I took very early on in the process of screenwriting because um, that there would be no score, no music, which was kind of scary because it's a period piece, so usually it's like music all over. And also it's a love story, and every love story has a score um, in cinema or in life. Um, but it was because um, it was because of the reconstitution. Uh, I wanted to put you in the same state of mind to sh for you to share that frustration, that beauty is so inaccessible. Finding a book, you're going to read it three times. Um, and want to hear music, you have to go to church, which explains the success of religion. I don't know if I can make that joke here, but I just did. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, once more, it's a matter of so being equal, sharing the experience of these characters. Um, and also, absolutely believing in the power of music in cinema, Uh, and that is that when it happens in the film, you'll definitely uh, connect to this idea. Yeah, it's so, it's so riveting and mesmerizing. You just totally get consumed and engrossed by the film. But what kind of, a, of an impact do you hope that this movie makes? Like, how do you hope it changes the dynamic with the way movies are made and embraced? I hope you feel seen. I mean, the, the movie is all about the, the power of the gaze, um, the fact that... I mean, you look at the film, but the film is also looking at you. I hope that you feel looked at by the film. And, and in the end, I want you to leave the room thinking about yourself and also your love for cinema, because that's what this final scene is all about. You know, you, at first you are, um, you are like Marianne. You, are, you, you think about Marianne watching Eloise, but at some point you are in a theater seat Adele is in the theater seat, and you're not watching Eloise. You're watching Adele and Elle performing. You're watching an actress. Uh, you're watching cinema. It's cinema unveiling itself, so that suddenly there is room for you. There is room for your own love stories, uh, for your own um, uh, souvenir, uh, remembrance. Um, and um, so, yeah, I want you to leave the room full of this story, but also full of your story. So, since Cannes, you know, you had, you had Cannes Film Festival and then Telluride, where we met, and then Toronto, and then the film opened a little in L.A. and New York. So, everyone loves the film, like, like, like uh, the masses love the film, the critics love the film. I mean, it's 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what Rotten Tomatoes is? All right, okay, yeah, it's, it's a big deal here. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, a little, it's a little overrated. Sorry, Rotten Tomatoes, but how, how proud are you that the film has been so embraced. Who wants to take first? <laughs> well, we, we are proud, I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, no, but, no, no, but what we say, what Céline says, I think it's what matters the most, I think, is that you, like, as she said, that you, that you leave the room with um, uh, maybe a different perspective on your own story or even just the time to think about this story in a different perspective. So that's, that's, what, that's what success is, you know. I think it's more about how deep it, in, it can, I mean, I don't know what, but touch you or move you. This is what success is. It's not a matter of chiffre or, or like, chiffre, figure. It's not a matter of figure. It's a matter of how deep it comes into people's But for you we we see so like lots in the culture the culture is uh, is the 
patriarchal culture, the male gaze, and I was not even noticing it before I wrote this script. And I wrote, I read this script, and I shoot this movie, and I, and I share it. It's that this is a new experience. This is new images. It's like the first portrait that my Mayan did uh, is the portrait uh, stuck in this male gaze. And this new portrait that she finds with this collaboration, this love story, this sorority moment in this movie, she finds uh, a portrait that looks like more than uh, Eloise and look like more herself as an artist, as a woman. And I think this movie is this experience of this movie and why maybe people, a lot of people appreciate it because maybe it look li looks like more them uh, and that I've been missing. You got it. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, just a couple of, uh, of requests. One is, can you please stay seated while, while we bolt and exit? Second request is the movie opens Mobile opens nationwide on February 14th. So please, you know, right? Spread the word. And ladies and gentlemen, so when you see a film like this and you love a film like this, you know, you want to spread the word. So how do you do that, right? Social media, you know? So go on, go on Twitter, go on Instagram, go on, go on Facebook. You in the back, if you're still using MySpace, totally cool. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Thank you so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.